0: Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today on our Hopecast, we get to hear from Becky and Stephanie, two of our counselors that were on the counseling team that came to Ecuador. We're happy to hear their stories and their experience down here. Let's start now.
1: Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope.
0: Welcome to the education equals hope hopecast i'm cameron graham vivanco
2: and i'm jorge luis rodriguez
0: i'm the co-founder of educational's hope and the director of the program here in ecuador and i am the coordinator of teams and training for equals h in ecuador as well as you know equals h exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations and we do this hopcast so that we can keep our listeners, donors, partners, and everyone involved with Equals H informed about what is happening with the ministry down here in Ecuador. And because we can't do it without you, so thank you very, very much. Today we continue our series of having special guests. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we have Becky and Stephanie. Who I know that they're just Becky and Stephanie, but <laughs> They actually have official roles and titles, but you guys, please introduce yourselves and give us your official role and title and why you're here.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Becky Vanderzee, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. I practice in the state of California near Los Angeles. Um, I currently am the director of community development at a small faith-based nonprofit called Kingdom Causes Bellflower. And then I work part-time at a substance abuse treatment facility for women as a therapist. Wow. And, and I am here joining the clinical team of other clin- clinicians to provide a a retreat to some of the staff at different sites, ministry sites that E equals H partners with. The
0: End Slavery Ministries ministry site, Casa Adalia and Second Chances, which also includes Casa Gabriel. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to tell us just a little bit about what Wildflower does? Bellflower? I didn't listen Kingdom well. Causes
1: Bellflower? That one. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> we are a grassroots nonprofit organization that um, does asset-based community development. So rather looking at the problems in our community, we look at the strengths of what's going on and try to harness and connect people mm-hmm. with those strengths to do different things to benefit the community. So I get to direct those initiatives. Two of our main programs are working with our homeless neighbors neighbors. trying to get them housed but mostly trying to connect them with community Mm -hmm. and then our other main program is a social enterprise or a second chance job opportunity program called good soil industries and it's a landscaping business that works with hard to hire men and women and Mm -hmm. employs them for six months getting them job training skills resumes so that they can move on to full-time employment hopefully with benefits wow
0: wow
2: so great
1: Mm -hmm. thank
2: you thank you becky stephanie Hi, I am Stephanie Trotty. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor in the state of Maryland, and I am also a member of the British Association of Counselors and Psychotherapists in the UK. I work with people all over the world, primarily right now in Maryland and in the UK. I specialize in trauma treatment, so things like EMDR, which I'm also trained in, and (laughs) (laughs) mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. I um, have had the privilege of living and working all over the world. I've been to um, Australia, Japan, uh, England several times, and um, Hawaii. So right now I am here with Becky and several other members working on the clinical team. And it's been such a privilege to be here, especially with someone as involved in her community as Becky. (laughs) It is a huge privilege for us. It's Mm -hmm. been incredible. I'm so
0: grateful to God and to Celeste Mundy (laughs) for creating this Mm -hmm. um, and that you guys would share your time and energy and Mm -hmm. effort, your resources to come be here for almost a week and to pour into these Equals Mm -hmm. H sites. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you've done this last week and how, how you see it impact the staff at Casa G and Casa A, Second Chances, and Esme. They're looking at each other,
2: deciding (laughs) who's going to get first. (laughs) Do you want to go first? You want me to. Okay. (laughs) So I think what's been interesting for me here this week is we've come down here to help but it seems that the staff is just so well resourced and mm-hmm. just so Good. amazing that it felt almost as if they were giving us gifts instead of us being here to provide them with useful tips and techniques so what i focused on this week was um cultivating self-care and it was really mm-hmm. practical tips of how do you take care of yourself when you work in a profession that demands so much of you and it was really mostly practical tips. And we also did some mindfulness-based mindfulness exercises. And we talked about the internal component of communication, mm-hmm. basically how to ground yourself when you have to enter into a difficult communication. And these people working in Casa Adalia and Casa Gabrielle face difficult things every day. Mm-hmm. And they do it with such poise and grace that it was inspiring to me as I was sharing the skills that I have to just witness their work. It's just... The things they shared with me was just so moving and amazing. It, it, like I said, it felt like a gift to me. It feels like oh, I didn't God. do anything. Rather, I received more than I gave.
0: Well, we spent a lot of time talking about um, uh, that concept when people feel like they walk away with so much more than they gave. And we have realized that that is a, a trademark of God's economy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just so we know that we're in the middle of whatever God's doing when yeah. when that is true. Stephanie, um, can I? Can you give me one practical tip that you shared this this last week? and or one of the self-care, like one of the general practical tips or the grounding and, and when you go into a hard communication or maybe one of both?
2: Sure. <laughs> Actually, one of the tips I was intending to share, one of the participants said before I could even say it, which was <laughs> um, you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So when we take care of other people, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not selfish to do things to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. So investing in yourself is investing in your community. Wow that was interesting that that was said on the first day before I even uh, even had a chance to share it with anyone. Okay. And uh, one of the grounding techniques that we used, um, it, it's quite um, a common skill, but sometimes we forget to do it. Mm-hmm. And we have this beautiful body that God has given us, and we all have the ability to, to put our feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's important to just do that, to put our feet on the floor, to rest our hands in our lap, and make sure our back is straight, not like a stick, but just in a way that, exp- in, inspires dignity and awareness and just sitting like this in a few moments for a few moments and breathing in
0: Mm.
2: and breathing out Mm. and just resting in this body, in this space Mm. and allowing a sense of peace So we can hear God's word and then move forward with the conversation that we're about to engage in. Mm
0: -hmm. And is that something you would do while everyone's sitting at the table together already? Or is that something you do prior to entering into a conversation, like prior to entering Mm -hmm. the
2: room? That's an excellent question. (laughs) You can actually do it at any point. Some organizations choose to do it together as a group before they're about to engage in a difficult dialogue. Mm -hmm. Other people, for example, myself, every time before I enter a session, I spend a few minutes grounding myself in that way. And then you can do it in as little as three seconds, or you can take, you know, five minutes. It just depends on what you need in that moment. Mm. That's fun. That's a good
0: tip. It's well, a good tip. That's a little life hack for us. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, how about you? What did you do this week? So...
1: Yeah, this is my second time coming down with And she a came group. back. We're so thankful. <laughs> I like you guys. Like you. Um so yeah, I came back. I I feel like this is part of God's call in my life. Um, and that's to use the skills and the education that he has given me to pour into other people, Mm -hmm. particularly people that are serving um, marginalized communities. Is that a word that you guys used here Uh too? Uh Um, So people that are considered a little bit more on the fringes of society, not as welcomed into Mm -hmm. the general context of community. And so this is an opportunity for me to get to be God's community together. Mm -hmm. So we, we come down as clinicians, hoping to provide a place or a setting, a safe place that people can talk about difficult things that happen in ministry, but also a place where they can talk about themselves and and what's going on with them. And so through different workshops, through different group settings, through one-on-one sessions, we hope to have provided avenues by which people are able to connect with each other Mm -hmm. and connect with people um, that have been trained to listen and trained to to listen with a specific ear to help provide guidance in different ways that that they can go on doing ministry in really difficult contexts. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is just a way that we get to continue to be community with people from all around the world.
0: Mm-hmm. and the, And it's so valuable. I mean, I was not a part of the retreat the whole time, but got to come out the one day and just in the sidewalk conversation with one of the house moms at Casa Dalia and her being like, oh, this is just so wonderful to mm-hmm. have someone listen, to have someone who cares and knows what we do. Um, I think uh, many of us in this, this realm of work, um, and especially with marginalized communities, uh, yeah. we have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people that are in our lives that aren't in these communities. Mm. And because it's so different, it's hard to know what to share or how mm-hmm. to share,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, How to help people understand the incredible disparity mm-hmm. in life and um, and privilege and access to resources. We all think that what we have is normal, right? Mm. And that's just, I think, a normal, a normal human mm-hmm. <laughs> reality. Whatever your normality is, you think everyone lives in that. And mm. and when we live in this world that is so very, very different from very marginalized mm-hmm. um, communities to very privileged communities, yep. when you work in the marginalized but you're from the privileged, it's sometimes um, difficult to express what's happening in a way that people can hear. Not that they don't want to hear, that they don't want to understand, just ha- you don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. unless you've lived that, it's hard to express that. Mm-hmm. All of that was a very long preamble to <laughs> say that Martita, who's one of the um, house moms, was just so thankful to have people who know her story, but aren't That have enough resource to be able to understand both sides of her paradigm. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are times where we have people that support us, right, Uh that provide care for us. And there's times where we get to be the people that provide support and provide care. And I like how you shared that about that's God's economy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's community, <laughs> right? On no, our
0: last episode, we got to um, to hear from Chuck, Doc, Dr. Charles Carl Coleman, oh, yes. and just how important, uh, commu- how vital community is, that it's mm-hmm. not just a, uh, it's really wonderful to have a nice community, but this is paramount to your mental health, mm-hmm. and um, just exciting that you guys are, are now part of this community here. Yeah, it's fun. What is a takeaway from your time here that uh, something, something that God has spoken to you or a conversation you've had, something you've seen, a takeaway for what you will take back to your your quote-unquote normal life, <laughs> mm. if there
2: is such a thing. I think for me, the one thing that I'm taking away, it really comes from a combination of things, from my experience during COVID, moving internationally during COVID, and then coming down here now and getting to share this time with everybody, is that the Internet has revolutionized how we connect. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to just be here and give myself. Mm-hmm. I can do it from Maryland. I can do it from wherever I am in the world. And I can continue to serve, even though I'm not here on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm gonna continue to do when I leave.
0: Oh, oh neat. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. So I'm very <laughs> excited.
2: My mind is just thinking of all the ways that we can, can help and do things. And, and COVID-that's a gift from COVID. I never thought I would say there was anything good that came out of COVID, but that is one of the good things. It just opened up so much of the world and it made it smaller in a way that there are things mm-hmm. that can be done to help people around the world. It doesn't need to just be the borders of where you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Very Thank true. Well,
1: thanks. Vicki? Well, in addition to taking away some of the tips that Stephanie gave everybody, because she <laughs> has so many resources, she's so good. Is there a special
0: one that you're thinking of?
1: This, well, the way she lays out the self-care plan, we talk about that stuff a lot, right, okay. about self-care, but the way that she laid it out was beautiful. Oh, thanks. And I'm going to steal it. It's all yours. Sorry. Freely given. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the other takeaway, and I've mentioned this a couple times, and I'm not sure the best word for it, but it's kind of the power of like repetition Mm. of coming again. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of the last time I was here was two years ago. Coming again two years from the last time and still feeling like there was relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And the beauty that comes from that, I think so many times we can be involved in so many different things and we kind of scatter ourselves. but the beauty of, Making sure that there are certain things that we continue to do over and over because of the power of relationship, the power of that connection. And even though there's a long time in between those connections, mm-hmm. the beauty of what unites us stays the same. And so I think coming back and seeing some of those relationships still there two years ago has been super powerful for me. Mm-hmm.
2: It was amazing to see the people greet you as yeah. if they just seen you last yeah. week.
1: Yeah. I know I was like, oh,
2: it was fun. such a warm welcome. Yeah,
1: that yeah. yeah, was fun.
0: They, they they lived through their own trauma.
1: Yeah. <laughs> two thousand
0: nineteen. There was. There's just a little touch of civil unrest, <laughs> and um, and happily nothing like that has happened since then, and mm-hmm. all good. That was a really special time in Ecuadorian history, mm-hmm. um, and Becky got to witness firsthand, firsthand
1: <laughs> with for many of those, better or, or for or worse. <laughs> but she came back. It's for y'all. better. She came back. She came back. We must have done something right. <laughs> well, she did come back. It's a power of relationship.
0: Here, yeah. here, yep. here, here. It does mm-hmm. make the world go round. Yeah. Well. Um, For our listeners, just to know that this is a type of resource that we have the privilege of bringing in. You guys Mm -hmm. did your own fundraising to come down here. Mm -hmm. You took off time, took vacation time uh, to come and pour into these ministries, to know that that's the caliber and wonderful people that we get to work with. Mm -hmm. So um, for them to know what's going on, of what they're a part of, and just Mm -hmm. getting to see the depth, just a tiny little... Peak right now of the depth of of care and relationship for these ministry sites that you guys have been able to provide over these days. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's an honor. Um, If you would like to be a part of the Education Equals Hope team that relationship we keep talking about that is so very, very important, please go to www.educationwolveshope.org. You can find that Donate Now button. You can find information about teams coming down. If you have a gift or a skill, if you're a psychologist or a social worker or a psychiatrist that would like to be a part of the team next year, there's already um, planning afoot for next October. Uh, Please let us know. Reach out if you have another gift and skill that you can bring to resource this community. We'd love to welcome you here. We have short-term teams. We have vision teams, October and February each year. We have virtual teams. We'd love for you to be a part of what we're doing. Continue to be a part. And thank you so very, very much to everyone who helps make Education Equals Hope possible. Thank you so much for your love and support in everything we do. See you next week.
2: Bye-bye.